0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Land Called Homily. My name's David, and this is my podcast. I'm an Episcopal priest serving a beautiful little parish on the Gulf Coast of Alabama called St. Paul's Chapel. These are my weekly talks from our worship service, so I hope they can be of some help to you. Take what you can use and discard the rest. If you're interested in more of my content or if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can visit my website at davidchatel.com. Thanks for listening. To say the very least, Jesus and his disciples made an impression in Capernaum. When they left the synagogue where Jesus had cast out an unclean spirit, they went to Simon and Andrew's house to stay the night. Apparently, word spread fast after synagogue got out that day. And by the time the sun went down, the whole city was gathering around the door of the house where they were. Can you imagine? I can just see Simon cracking the front door and peeking out. Uh, Jesus, we got some company. Anyone who was sick, possessed, anything got dragged to Simon and Andrew's house because they knew they knew that Jesus was there and that's what Jesus did right he healed the sick he cast out demons could have been a few thousand people pressing in and calling for Jesus this controlled chaos and he got right to work healing here in healing there, and casting out unclean spirits, putting people right and setting people free. For hours and hours it went on, and it was amazing. It doesn't seem like Jesus even had a moment to sleep that night. In the wee hours of the morning, while it was still dark and while there were still probably loads of people yet to be healed, He found a moment to sneak away. I can imagine he was tired. He'd been interacting with people and healing folks for a long time now. And everyone was crowding around him. And he just needed a minute to breathe, to recollect himself, to reconnect with his source. The story says that he went to a deserted place, something he would do a lot. Before all was said and done. And alone in the quiet under the stars out there in the cool dark morning. Jesus breathed out. And he breathed in. Pretty quickly people started figuring out that Jesus wasn't there anymore. Everyone was asking for him and it started to get antsy and Simon knew that something had to be done, and so they started hunting for him. Strange choice of words, this hunting. It seems like that's a pretty good translation of the Greek there. It's much more intense than just looking. They were tracking Jesus down. After he left, all of these people who were waiting to be healed and to see him perform these miracles, and he just disappeared. It's hard to keep a good thing secret for long. Sometimes it's a great restaurant or maybe it's an amazing little town that's been kept secret for a long time. But sooner or later, word gets out and people come from all over to check it out. And I guess that happens for a lot of reasons. I mean, we as people like to be in the know. We want to experience something fun. Nobody wants to miss out on something good, right? Something we need. Our consumer culture, though, has taught us some detrimental things. And one of those things is that we should define ourselves by what we can get especially if we're paying for something. We want to make sure that we get our money's worth. I don't imagine it was much different for the people in Capernaum after what happened with Jesus in the synagogue. What they saw him do in church that day, casting out an unclean spirit, setting that man free, it was unbelievable. It was a spectacle. And it didn't take long for their minds to wonder what Jesus might be able to do for them. To be honest, that's a pretty common response. We naturally think about those we love and about ourselves and, and how we might be able to benefit from a certain situation. What, what's in this for me and mine? I mean, it's a survival mechanism. But unfortunately, advertising, consumerism, starts to exploit this tendency. This is really what you need. Everybody is buying this, and so you probably should, too. Look look at how white your shirts could be. Our cars are the best cars, so you should drive one. Our economics and our consumer culture is a really sneaky part of who we are. It has this tendency to be extremely influential in every part of life. Socioeconomists, Socioeconomists, that's a difficult one, People who study societies and their relationship to their money tell us that economic systems have for centuries deeply influenced every other aspect of the life of a society, and especially its religion and its spirituality. It's so sneaky and so subtle that we don't usually see it. And it just kind of seems normal, like the way things are, our approach to church and ultimately to Jesus becomes, what's in it for me? How can I make this experience what I think it should be? What am I going to get out of it? That preacher, he should probably say more of this and less of that. I think we should sing these hymns and not those songs. I mean, if I'm giving my money to this place, then it better be right and to my liking. Or I can take my money somewhere else. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to enjoy gathering together for worship, but the consumer nature of our society has lulled us into thinking that most things are about making us happy and that everything is for sale, including church. Simon and the rest of the people tracking Jesus down finally found him, alone in prayer, catching his breath, reorienting. And the first thing they said to him was, everybody's searching for you. And I can't help but wonder if Jesus said, yeah, but why? Do they really get why I'm here? Or do they just want to get what they can from me? Now, to be fair, I'm not sure even Jesus knew at this point just how huge his purpose was, just how big his mission was, shooting past just being the Jewish Messiah and right to revealing the belovedness of the whole world and waking us up to our connection with God, that's something that takes a long time to come to terms with. But what he did seem to know was that healing and miracles were not the main reason he was here. Those things grew crowds and caused commotion and buzz, and they were great to a point. But Jesus was focused on the message. And it was a message that was far more powerful and profound than any miraculous act that he could have ever performed in the moment. That God's reality, God's truth about humanity was revealed in him. Humanity finally had concrete proof that we are beloved sons and daughters of God, the essence of the universe. That God loves us and joins us in our broken and struggling and faulted and failing reality, not because of anything we did or can ever do, but simply because we exist. It was the ultimate miracle, hidden and revealed in Jesus through the most unexpected source, humanity itself, in the incarnation of Christ Have we as the church or just as people in general gotten stuck outside the door to Simon and Andrew's house Are we still waiting out there to get healed or to see Jesus do something amazing Are we still thinking about what's in it for our ourselves and how we might make ourselves more comfortable as we wait for something to come to us. I can hear the commentary now outside those doors. You know, Simon and Andrew should really take better care of their yard. That house sure could use a fresh coat of paint. Maybe we should build a monument here and remember the amazing things that Jesus did. We could come back every year and have a big party. Meanwhile, the ones who had given their lives to the mission were hunting for Jesus. They were tracking him down. Of course, they had seen him do amazing things, but their interaction with Jesus had gone further. They were personally involved in the mission and not just the miracles. They were tracking Jesus down. They were about getting to know him and learning to be how he was. So it was no shock when he told them that they were moving on to the next town to proclaim the message because that's what he came to do. And they kept following him from place to place to place. Folks, this is why following Jesus is not easy because it doesn't always mean things are going to be amazing. It doesn't always mean that you will be healed In the way that you expect. It means that you practice giving up a need to control things and make decisions based on what you want. It means moving beyond the miracle to the mission. It means trusting that the journey is often more important than the destination. And that God forms us through all of life. Sacred tragedy And sacred triumph, the beautiful mess of all of our lives. And all I can really tell you today is that through some miracle of time and space and reality that you are connected at your root to God, the essence of the universe that the beauty of that truth can be found reflected and revealed in the life of Jesus and that beyond all else, you are loved. The choice that we can make today is to not wait for the miracle that we think we need, but to be the miracle that we are in the way that we love ourselves in the way that we love each other.